0: good evening everybody it's uh eight o'clock on tuesday you know what that means time for the fun uh and uh i'm trying to click buttons here and not make too big of a mess but anyway <laughs> uh, my name is lee and you're watching the overland radio show and we appreciate you joining us uh before we get started with everything tonight as always thank you to our sponsors Overland Attic, uh, Midland Radios, Midland USA, and uh, Rugged Bound. We appreciate all that you do for us uh, and helping us bring all this content to you. I will openly admit that I am tired. We had a guest scheduled for tonight. Unfortunately, there's something happening with our guests and just scheduling and whatnot. They couldn't make it, so we're going to do it another night. But uh, Ashley and I, and we'll bring her in in a minute, we have some topics that we think will be of interest to many of you. Probably not all of you, but many of you. So let's bring Ashley in with us.
1: What's up, trouble?
0: Well... I'm not going to lie, I was a fleet before, like at seven, right at seven o'clock. Police. She goes, hey, are you going to do your radio show? And I was like, yeah, but it's not anywhere near seven o'clock.
1: I think that's about the time I texted you. Like, we are doing this tonight, right? <laughs>
0: and she's like, uh, it is seven o'clock. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, it happens. I uh, was up early and, of course, I have a weird sleep schedule anyway. So that's it. How are you?
1: So I'm pretty good. Uh, Tired too, but that's because I spent the last two nights relearning how to do some Algebra 1 equations. Uh, Really? Oh, yeah.
0: Chat GTP is your
1: friend. Uh, So I did (laughs) use that a couple of times. I'm not going to lie for a couple of problems. But they give you the answers. They don't explain to you how to get it. So I'm trying to teach Gavin how to do this so he could could first test today, I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be terrible. So I literally had to rete- teach myself how to do some algebra um, the past couple of days. But I did it.
0: Good for you. I'm she feeling
1: pretty proud of myself.
0: She can't teach a 50-year-old dog I, new tricks. Again,
1: again, with this 50-year-old bullshit, you know I'm not 50.
0: <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I actually had a birthday just a few days back and She's officially old.
1: (laughs) I am, but I'm 40, not 50.
0: All right. All right. Whatever. You know, Ted said something at the camp out this weekend, and we'll get to that in a minute. But he said, uh, yeah, when I was young, I used to think 40 was old. Now I'm 40 and it's just not that old.
1: No, it's really not. Uh,
0: So, yeah, it really isn't too terribly bad. Honestly, could be worse.
1: Everyone's asked, like, do you feel any different? And my response is no. I feel the same. Like it's no different. But Jeff had me so freaked out because when he turned forty, legitimately the day he turned forty, he threw his back out getting out of bed. Oops. <laughs> so I was like terrified that I'm just gonna fall apart because uh, he did.
0: Good news is you're not gonna fall apart. You'll be fine. Yes. Bad okay. news is you guys have missed the first two of the polar uh, bear campouts. I know. So- this is
1: terrible. I we want to hear get, all about this.
0: Well, it's a good camp out for those of you who don't know, there's, um, uh, a polar bear camping club thing going on right now in the Midwest here. I say Midwest central us, whatever you want to call it, but there's four states, four camp outs. Technically it's actually five. Really? You have uh, Oklahoma, which we've already had. I missed that one because the day I was getting ready to go, we had flu and some other, whatever funkiness. And it finally caught me. I Mm -hmm. actually didn't go to that one.
1: I don't remember why we didn't go to that one now.
0: Yeah, you didn't have the camper ready.
1: We still don't have the camper ready.
0: You know, and so that one, it was like five degrees, I think, or something. It was Mm -hmm. cold, legit cold. Right. So the second one was held this past weekend in Missouri at the... Bar K or K-Bar or Bar K Wrangler Camp or something like that. Right. It was a great time. The weather was pretty mild, honestly. A lot of people there. I think the, I don't know what, I want to say 57 rigs was the official count. Maybe 57 Mm -hmm. somewhere around in there. So uh, there's quite a few people there. Uh, Even had a couple of trailer loads of uh, mules. Uh, show up and people saddled some people saddled those up and uh, who i don't know who they were they weren't with our group Uh, right and i went riding uh donkeys around which is kind of neat so had a dessert cook-off and it was good
1: i heard about the donkeys i didn't know about the dessert cook-off but i'm still pissed off you ate my pie
0: and so (laughs) i mean you know anyway we could talk about that later but I didn't actually eat your pie. Your pie just didn't get made because you weren't going to be there.
1: Mm-hmm. That's not what Chad said.
0: And so, yeah, but, you know, Chad was trying to stir the pot. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, no. Chad. Hey, look, here's all that matters. Chad got a pie. I got a pie.
1: Yeah. Your pie was supposed to be my pie. And No, there's
0: supposed to be three pies made. I no. always get a pie.
1: <laughs> you get a pie at more. You don't no, get, get it a- any other time.
0: Yeah, I do. Are you crazy?
1: Not you- for my birthday, you don't.
0: <laughs> Nobody cares about their birthday. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm teasing. You'll eventually get the pie. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. But Leanne was actually sick, and so you're not going Saved her from having to make the third pie. So that was this good. is true. And for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, Chad from Overland Addict's wife, Leanne, makes the most absolute amazing pecan pie I've ever had. And I'm from the south and I'd like to consider myself somewhat of a pecan connoisseur. And hers top shelf. It's the best. So anyway, uh yeah, so the camp out was good. The polar bear camp out was great. The next one's in two weeks, uh down in um Salem Springs, Salem Springs, Arkansas.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: am anyway, it's at the gypsy camp uh gypsy campground something another and um so that one's coming up and then after that will be the one at big iron or mm-hmm. big brutus sorry yeah uh, big brutus and then from there the last one will be camping at more and you get a plaque and each one of these campouts you get a patch and they mm-hmm. nest together and uh, at more, if you've been to all the other campouts, you get the little plaque, you put them on there, and and it's yeah, I, it's a great concept. Rhino uh, from Rhino Built came out with this driving back from SEMA, I believe he said, and it's just a good time. But that kind of leads us a little bit into what we're going to talk about tonight. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about communities and when i say communities not like the one you live in in your neighborhood but communities and land and here lately is, some of you may have seen some of these uh types of conversation in social media and i get to thinking about it and i told ashley tonight i was like hey this is this warrants having a conversation a little frustrating sometimes, but anyway, you know I, I, he, look, here's a takeaway from the camp out uh, and I'll back up, so when the first camp out was at, uh, here in Oklahoma um, I had this thought in the back of my mind that I would, since Oklahoma's not really known for a lot of the overlanding I'm doing the overlanding quotes here. We're um,
1: land, it's flat I know,
0: right? But still, I know there's a lot of people around here that enjoy this kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I took it upon myself to try to uh, help with some of the community, building the momentum and getting more people there and it backfired. No big deal. Yes. Um, for this one, it was just fantastic. There was a lot of people there. But here's, here's the takeaway. And one of the, taking oh, tangled up in cords, sorry. One of the takeaways was, Everybody gets to camp, and it's funny. Every you get every these groups. There's a group here. There's a group over there. There's one way, way, way back over here. Right. And then there's a group here, and one thing another. And I don't know how hard I'd say I tried, but I tried hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I I had people that were near us or near me. breakout fire pits and things like that. And we had a whole line, I think we had five or six, six maybe of the uh, pop-up fire pits. And we kind of scattered them around in a, in a, a proximity area, built fires in the hopes that we could lure people over from some of these other outside groups that were, you know, established, Right. bring a chair and hang out so that we could have the opportunity to meet some new people and, and, uh, build a relationship and and talk about the things that we enjoy doing in the outdoors. And um, very little of that happened. And I was a little disappointed in it.
1: So that's not the first time I've heard that that's happened. Um, so I've heard with other campouts events that have happened, you know, even locally. Um, I've had some friends go to one where, it was the very first one that we we couldn't do last year um, due to we had had that Arctic freeze come through and the camper, one of the valves broke. Uh, it actually cracked. And, you know, we didn't realize it until we went to put water in the camper and you've got water spraying inside and it was an oh shit moment. We couldn't, you know, it was, we had a bail last second um, to go. And we find out later that, our friends were you know just like that type of situation where there's groups over here and groups over here and they're trying to engage with these other with the other groups and they're not being receptive and i as everybody knows i talk all the freaking time and now my dog is going to go off so sorry guys i don't know what his problem is um hold on that's terrible i just had to yell at my kids to go take the dog out Um, but they, you know, I talked to everybody, they, at at Tulsa Rigs and Coffee, they deemed me the social butterfly because I just can't not talk to you. Um, and when we go to Moore and we go to rendezvous, we walk around and look at other people's rigs and we talk to them and we crash their camps and, you know, sometimes we send the kids in to do weird, funny stuff. Uh, but,
0: or Jeff wears a kilt.
1: Or Jeff wears a kilt, you know, and his buddies are wearing kilts or they're walking around in fanny packs and cut off T-shirts. But there's – we always try and socialize because that's how you get your community to grow. And yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with that. You want you want to build that community where you're stuck on a trail. You know that, hey, I met these people. They were nice. They've, I know they had a radio radio. Maybe they can hear me and they can come get me or, you know, something.
0: True. Absolutely. I, and I think we inherently is, I, I think it's just part of our human DNA to an extent is that we don't, uh, we tend to uh, flock. What does that say? And birds of feather flock together. together. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I think sometimes we, we tend to, uh migrate towards the folks that we already know that we're already comfort comfortable with having conversations or camping with right instead of doing something out of the norm now let me just set this scene for you imagine you roll into camp at at this polar bear camp out Mm -hmm. and there's a group of people here there's a group of people down there over there there's you know there's five or six big groups and there's you know eight or nine maybe plus rigs and you just roll up and pop up and say, Hey, I mind if I can't with y'all? And you just, you don't know them from anybody. Right. They're all gonna, there's going to be some of them that are going to be like, Hey, yeah, man, jump in here. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some of them be like, wait, who is this guy? You know, yes. that kind of stuff. And you may or may not be received well, no matter what your intentions were. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I wish we had that. A little bit more we had people that just you know tried to break down that barrier i guess if you will of um everybody being in their clique and their group so i'm gonna make this a an effort um at more this year at the next camp out even in that more
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm gonna make it a point to instead of just sitting my lazy butt in the chair wherever I'm camping, I'm going to go take my chair and go over to somebody else's area. And I'm going to see if I can't strike up a conversation. (laughs) Now I might get shot. Who knows?
1: You are not. I mean, (laughs)
0: but you know, I'm going to try to at least do it because I think, I think we're all missing out on something pretty valuable by not cultivating those relationships with other people that enjoy doing the same thing that we do.
1: I agree. I mean, that's how our little group that we typically camp with uh our orchestra and i'm putting this in quotations because i mean typically if like at moore or uh rendezvous or uh big iron and the, you know the big camp outs that we've gone to there's us and our two buddies our two other families that we typically camp with they all have the same type of uh, camper the Taxicricket cricket camper right. and we discovered that how we found this uh, it's quite comical but it, three or more crickets are called an orchestra. So we call ourselves the orchestra and we always park the three crickets (laughs) in a a new shape together. But And because that camper is such a unique shape and setup, people are always stopping by to ask, can they check them out? And then the fact that there's three there. It looks like it's been hit. It does not look like, well, I mean, people always, (laughs) when we we traveled with it, people stop us at gas station and ask us if the doors are open. Um, But... We love it. We love that people just come in and hang out and talk. And typically the boys have beer and they're offering anyone who stops by a drink and. Clarify Jordan, the boys
0: meaning adults.
1: The adult boys. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's clarify The grown
1: men we, that, well, I can't you. even call them grown men because of the shenanigans that they get man, into.
0: Man children.
1: The man children.
0: Man children um, is a proper term for that.
1: The man children get into, they offer, <laughs> yeah. you know, beer or. What well, you know, water, whatever, but we sit there and we just talk and we make friends with everybody, yeah. hence why they ended up in a kilt after um at rendezvous. But who knows what they'll come up with and more. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I think getting out of your comfort zone is a little bit uh, it, well, it is uncomfortable, it obviously. is. You know, I'm doing something tonight that I've never done before when it comes to these shows. I'm actually, this this live broadcast is actually on my personal Facebook page. And I've never done that. Uh, I usually keep my personal Facebook page and things like that totally separated from all the other things that I do. But tonight I thought, hey, if I'm going to preach this, you know, about kind of going out of the comfort zone and doing something, maybe I should try something a little different. And so that's what I did. I decided, you know what? I'm going to throw it on my Facebook page too, Mm -hmm. which I don't normally do. Hey, we'll see what happens. Um,
1: Hey, I mean, Jeff always shares it. uh, His personal, which ends up tagging me. So it's out there. And now I've got Josh on here going, Ashley's a bad influence. Josh, I would love to see you get involved with the boys and their shenanigans and run around on a kilt. Like I'd probably pay big money for it.
0: She she technically is a bad influence, but. um,
1: No, I'm uh, not. I provide entertainment. I'm animated let's clarify that
0: kind of entertainment before everybody starts going way down some weird rabbit hole
1: I entertainment, entertainment. Is, is that
0: she's the um the ditzy ding dong ha, 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 ha. I don't know what I'm talking about I can't. Head,
1: you can't pull the whole blonde joke thing my hair's not Look, locked you anymore.
0: dye your hair and we all know it just like we know you turned 50, not 40. I it's did okay. not
1: turn 50. Oh, my God. You're going to cause teasing. me to have a complex. Um, but, yeah, I mean.
0: Hey, look, like, only when you turn 50 do you fall asleep at your job.
1: No, that's not true. No. <laughs> I'm
0: just teasing. No, you get really, anyways, really
1: sick with flu and COVID and you fall yeah, asleep that, at your job, too.
0: Absolutely. Totally fair. Yeah, the, um, um you know. Getting at camp and anyway, back to what I was going to say was at more this year, I'm going to spend some time and I'm going to visit and I'm going to walk around to some different areas that I wouldn't normally be in
1: mm-hmm.
0: or go to and meet some new folks and see if we can invite them to, um, you know, hang out in some of our events or come go on some trails with us, go camp with us, whatever the case may be going to try something different
1: i like it i'm down but i talk to everybody so
0: well i mean i usually do too i'm all over the place doing radio shows and interviews and one thing or another so i'm all over the place but
1: Mm
0: -hmm. you know here's a perfect example last year at camp who's who's uh, actually actually turning 50 isn't the end of the world i know cindy
1: i just don't need him giving me more shit than he already does look
0: we know you didn't really turn 50 but it's fun for me and i enjoy the fact that i know that that one little bit of what i say gets under your skin oh i'm
1: aware so
0: that's why i do it anyway uh last year at camp speaking of cindy who's gonna host the uh camp camping uh, facilities and does a fantastic job at the more expo
1: she is amazing i don't know how um, she keeps it all straight she's yeah
0: i'm with you um you know i found myself just what well, i'd go down to my tent because i have the Audi cab on the truck mm-hmm. and uh that's pretty much it i walked over to see aj williams and that was about it but there was so many cool rigs there were so many uh different people out there that looking back I think I missed some valuable opportunities to connect with some other people. And I don't want to do that this year.
1: I mean, we, we're, we're really good about getting up and going to look at all the rakes. So, and we purposely camped so far in the back of the more campground area for the vendors mm-hmm. that we had to walk through everybody in order just to get to the expo. Yeah, that's So a good idea. we just would randomly talk to people or, you know, say, Hey, and, um, it's you know it's it's something fun. And like I said, the cricket draws a lot of attention. Uh, Jeff, you know, is going to have the Wander Oklahoma booth this year, and he has a concept that, as he mentioned here, um, that's going to be tied if to all, this.
0: Yeah, kind of goes along with this conversation. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So you guys don't um, to Go find him at the at the expo. I'll be well, running I, around everywhere. So.
0: To be honest with you. I kind of volunteered him for a project. I don't know if it'll come, you know, and happen, but.
1: Does he know that you volunteered him?
0: No, he doesn't know.
1: That's awesome. It sounds like yeah. me. Normally he accuses me of pimping him out, so now you're doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I did volunteer him twice, actually, to two people who have the same idea mm-hmm. or are working on the same idea, I should say. Awesome. And, um, so, yeah, I kind of sort of did do that. But I didn't, you know. I I think I knew Jeff or know him well enough that eh, he'll just roll with the punches, unless it's something, it's something bad. But it would be something he would be interested in, like overseeing the build, a live build at the expo.
1: Hey, no, of course you want him to go live, do another Viper cut uh, live at the expo like he did a couple years ago. Yeah, um, he but says he's I'm. In. He's always in. I volunteered him to uh, climb underneath my dad's house uh, to check the plumbing after the freeze. So
0: Nice. (laughs) Nice. Um, You know, the other parts of this conversation with, you know, the community things and how we tend to, I guess, group ourselves together is let's let's talk a little bit about the lands that we have out there. Now, Mm -hmm. some of you that are in, uh, groups that i'm in that ashley's in when it comes to social media may or may not have seen this trend and i think the trend is coming um i think it's gaining momentum and the trend is and ashley kind of used the term earlier is trolling or baiting i guess if you keyboard
1: will warriors,
0: keyboard warriors but There's a lot of trails that are getting shut down for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And we can all point fingers and say, it's, you know, it's the side-by-side guys that are tearing up the trails. It's easy for us to point fingers at them. Mm -hmm. It's easy for them to point fingers at us and say, you know, we're in huge groups or, you know, we're bigger. So we're tearing up the trails more. Right. It's easy for anybody, including us or side-by-side folks or whoever to point fingers at influencers Mm -hmm. who are out there on these trails or the ones who lead big groups of people. The fact of the matter is, is that every one of those that I just mentioned has in some shape, form or fashion, probably, and I say probably contributed to some form in some way, whether it was known or not known, either damage to a trail or, you know, trying to waller out a mud hole or yep. I don't know, whatever it is. It doesn't, you know, it's, it It can be intentional or not intentional. Right. And then somebody complains and then the Forest Service sees the damage that's done. And then the next thing you know, guess where we're at. Right. The trail is closed. But the part that gets dirty is when it gets on social media
1: mm-hmm.
0: and people start pointing fingers. It's your fault. You guys that do this and you guys that do that. And everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got a, a reason why they're right and everybody else is wrong. Mm-hmm. The problem is is I think we're all wrong and we're all right at the same time. There is such a oxymoron or whatever you want to call it. But anyway, um, and instead of pointing the fingers at it, we all need to group, collectively, as a group come together and fight back against a lot of these things that are getting uh, these trails that are getting closed down. I do believe that in some cases it's good to close some of the trails just to allow them some time to naturally as things would occur, Mm -hmm. um, you know, grow back or, or whatever, what I would prefer to see would be a relationship with the forest service or the BLM or whomever it is where they could reach out to groups like um, the blue ribbon coalition or leave no trace. Um, Tread like kiss my, you know what, but um, they could reach out to them and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, we don't want to close this trail down. Let's find a way to get together and let's, you know, Use your
1: social media presence to rehab. Right. Yeah.
0: Encourage positive uh, use of the trail. Mm -hmm. Have some people who are advocates that spend a lot of time out there. Get out on these trails and when they see some other people say, Hey man, here's a flyer. This is something you need to know. The Forest Service is thinking about closing this down. This is why. Right. Or go out and do some rehab work. I'd be willing to jump in and, you know, check. (laughs) Wait a minute. Uh let's catch up for a minute. Okay, we'll stop right there. We'll do a few comments. Cindy said we had a great conversation, She's met a lot of neat folks around the campfire at more expo, uh camp check-in tent. We hope people wander in to say hi and meet others like-minded if they have a few minutes. Absolutely. Without Agreed. a doubt. Absolutely.
1: Hey, Cindy was playing with there was somebody there that had a puppy. I do not remember the lady's name, but she made Emma's weekend that weekend for letting her play with the puppy. And it was a little tiny dog and like so you know it's not always just overlanding related that you you bond yeah. the people yeah um, absolutely
0: just Jeff, the damn side by side hey you know, you know what
1: you can't say much because there was run or bonfire last year uh i ended up on a narrow trail yeah took a turn somewhere I wasn't working anymore, lost cell reception, and, you know, ended up on a a side-by-side trail. And there were parts where you were having, you know, you were having to snap some branches. And I felt terrible because we couldn't get through. And then I ended up with a bunch of side-by-sides behind me. They were nice about being patient for me to go through so until we can, you know, pull off to the side where they can go around me and I could figure out how to get back onto a normal trail. <laughs>
0: And I think that's, you know, I think that things like this happen Mm -hmm. and they happen a lot more frequently than we think. And and you know what it's, and this leads me to something I was uh, thinking about too, is when somebody makes a mistake, like what you just described, Mm -hmm. it's really easy for somebody or people out there to jump on the bandwagon and just start. You know, it's like a, a pack of dogs. You find the one wounded animal, as they say, you know, and everybody gangs up on them. It's easy to gang up on somebody. And I think that if somebody makes a mistake, it's easy to it's easier just to go, hey, I, I did this. I made a mistake, but I figured it out. Right. People that were there helped me and, you know, they were patient and understanding. We need more of that kind of stuff versus... Definitely. Versus everybody trying to go, you're a, you know what kind of idiot and this, that, and the other, and it oh, they probably,
1: you. they probably thought I was an idiot, but
0: Besides the point, they didn't, just they didn't make out, me feel that way, right? And in social media, which we all know how social media works,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you have these groups where, um, you know, somebody preaches something. The problem is, is they preach it saying, you know saying things one way somebody says no i've seen you do this but instead of just admitting hey look i made a mistake too i'm human
1: mm-hmm. and
0: just because the map says it's so or not so doesn't always make it 100 perfect i don't right. care what i don't care what platform you use for mapping on trails there's always going to be a room for error because garbage in is garbage out you just got to mm-hmm. remember that and uh, but okay, jump you off. don't
1: know that the people who mapped that could have been in a side by side or could have been in a Jeep and that trails too small for, you know, a full size vehicle or, you know, well, four runners are wider. And yeah, but the Forest
0: Service makes mistakes, right? They do when they publish their maps, they're not perfect. You know, um, what I hate to see is somebody who blatantly abuses um, either a closed trail. Or cuts down a tree, or or parks in the middle. You know, here's one. <laughs> this cracks me up. So you you, you park your, your rig in the middle of a creek and take a picture. Mm-hmm. Is it really that bad? No. Because what happens is, is if you or I park a, our truck in the middle of the of a creek, mm-hmm. right? Right. And we, we get out, we take a picture of it. It's this beautiful picture. you got some mountains in the background, but, you know, the whole thing. Is. People are going to just start just pouncing on you in social media. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that those same people will be in a group of 15 or 20 rigs that all cross that same creek. And two or three of those probably had leaky seals or an oil leak underneath the bottom of it, and they splashed all that water and they started washing all that contaminant off of it. You stop for a minute to take a picture, and all of a sudden you're the bad guy. But those people that went through that same trail mm-hmm. are washing off all the grud and grime and oil and you know whatever it is that's underneath their trucks in that same river, but they're not they're not upset about it.
1: Well, and there's that, but there's a lot of people who believe that you just shouldn't do water crossings. And I, I get their their concept is you're destroying that that ecosystem just even a little bit by driving through it. You've messed it up, and you know you've caused it to be in balance for a little while. You just you have to be respectful of you know you got to be respectful of the land. You got to be expect- respectful for the earth. It's not always going to be around there. You're not always going to have access to it if they keep having to shut the trails down for that reason.
0: Yeah, and Chad's got a good point. There needs to be a little more two way conversations other than just shut down the trails. How about giving
1: agreed? You
0: know, some You're, opportunities to, to fix things or or something like right. that. Nature.
1: Like like with our Goose Island cleanup, we you know we teamed up with the Army Corps of Engineers and we did the big cleanup opportunities like that and groups that'll take the time and go out and do those things. The trail cleanups are massive. And I wish that we had access to more um, places like that here where we could take Wander, Oklahoma and go clean up the trails, um, take Tulsa Riggs and coffee and go do something like that. There's just not anything in this immediate area, but I I've heard that like the sugar loop uh, down further South in Oklahoma, it's starting to get really trashed and you know i'd like to plan a trip where we can get a big group and go do a camp out and go do a trail cleanup out there and you know if you take shovels if you have to and fix trenches and things like that
0: and the funny thing about that sugar loop is
1: you don't even need four-wheel drive it's just you don't need (laughs) four-wheel
0: drive and up until probably a year or so ago that really wasn't that well known right now it is Mm -hmm. And I dare say that most of the ones that are doing that trail are people in some of these groups that we see or uh, that we're in. So Mm -hmm. are they the problem? Probably not because most of them think the same way. Now, not everybody does. I've been on trails and seen people and just for lack of better words would like to have unloaded on them, but, and, and just, you know, giving them the ride act over the whole, You know, throwing something out of the windows, or Mm -hmm. look, you go poop, dig a hole, man. Don't just do it and leave your paper and stuff on the side. You know, but there's a lot of people that do that. I don't know that they do it maliciously. Mm -hmm. I think some people just aren't educated. To be honest, I just think some people really aren't educated.
1: It's it's not second nature. I didn't start camping until I was well into my 20s and there for a while I hated it and you could not convince me to go to the go to the bathroom outside um you know I had to have a toilet so there's a lot of people that just don't know uh I was one of them for a long time but you know just educate team up and educate be nice about it and there's no reason why the forest services, forest services shouldn't be shutting down the trails without chances of us getting to go out and actually clean them up.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'm working to try to get the Blue Ribbon Coalition group on with us one night to talk about it. You know, one of the things that, that I think we face here in this part of the country and for those of you who don't know, we're in the, you know, the Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas area is that Missouri and Arkansas have quite a bit, of a forest service roads and trails because mm-hmm. you have the washita's and the Ozark national forest. You have the Mark Twain. And then, you know, then even Southeast Oklahoma actually has some really nice trails. I was down, you know, on some not too long ago and, and never really spent much time down there, but it was beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, is that these big organizations while they may put a little effort into what we do or this part of the country, it's not as a big focus as it is out West because that's primarily where everything happens is out West. And no, I'm not jealous of that. I'm probably jealous. I can't get out there more often, but say I'm know,
1: jealous that I can't get out there more often,
0: but, but, you know, these organizations tend to migrate more into that part of the country because it is have more, populated, I guess if you will, than it mm-hmm. is here. Not any less important when it comes to keeping trails open, but just not they're just we're not on the radar like they are out there. And I think that's a big thing for us.
1: Well I think if we can get together and start doing more events that are doing the cleanups, even if it's just campgrounds, not just trails, um it's gonna bring that attention in versus just qu- Quietly doing it. Like Cindy commented over here saying that the Forest Service closed the only uh NF 4x4 trail in Wisconsin. Um, you know, the local ranger commented that he was shocked, that they didn't hear any complaints about it. They're not they're not posting about it, they're not giving us warning for chances for us to fix it. I know probably 90% of our group would sit there and go plant trees, you know, go help plant trees and plant plants and do everything else that we need to do just given that opportunity and we haven't been given that chance.
0: Yeah, I think that sometimes if we were given that opportunity, you're right, we would probably head off some of these Mm -hmm. trail closures. What I would like to see the Forest Service do is, you know, at the beginning of the trail not all trails, but some trails you have the little forest service marker, right? I wish the forest service would put up a posted sign saying, Warning, mm-hmm. this trail is under you know, you know, under scrutiny for whatever. And you know, we may shut this down or we're considering shut it down, blah blah blah, or whatever. And give us a chance to come in and say, Hey, wait. What can we do to help fix this before it becomes something? Because I'll be the first to admit that I'm not a hardcore off-roader. This is not not my, it's, it's not my thing. Uh, I enjoy getting out on the back roads. I get I enjoy get out, getting out on some trails. Um, I have a tendency to shy away from, if I'm on a trail with a group of other people, I cringe sometimes when we get to these mud holes Mm -hmm. and I watch these guys just try to break the sound barrier getting through a mud hole. You know what I'm saying? I can't
1: say anything because the kids laugh at me. We'll drive down the road and there's a water puddle and I'm going to plow through that water puddle. Even in just a sequoia, I'll do the same thing with mud puddles. Um, But what I'm saying is
0: like... They're burying their vehicles in these mud holes. And I, at least I'm
1: smart about it. I, I try not to go through the deep ones. Um, yeah. But yeah.
0: But what they end up doing is just making it worse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Instead of just entering into the mud hole at a slow pace and just, you know, work their way through. And I realize that there's momentum and there's all these other things that go along with it. I get it. There's just sometimes you, if you're on the trail, this is how it is. If that's the case, can't we just go back in later and maybe somehow or another try to fix these places?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I I agree. (laughs) Just say no to the,
0: to the bro splash. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not. I mean, I get it. We I'm terrible. (laughs) I have done this. We've all done it. Yep. But on a low water, like a concrete low water pass, mm-hmm. I have I've hit that thing hard. Yep. Now, with that being said, I didn't wash out any big ruts or holes, and I'm not justifying what I did was good or bad one way or the other. I'm just saying I'm as guilty of some of these things as as anybody is, but well, I don't do it on the mud in the dirt you know, because what happens is it just ends up washing it out further and further till it gets to the point where you can't access the trail. And then guess what happens?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Some dip, you know, what comes along and decides, well, Hey, let's make a way around the mud hole. And guess what happens? We cut some trees and you know, that's what they yeah. do.
1: You're, you're talking about the concrete washes, you know, water crossings. So Josh, uh, um Oki power wagon or power wagon Okie. sorry josh i can't remember which way it goes down he um like we'd met at tulsa rigs and then he was an officer out not mulgee and jeff took me out to some water crossing that's south of us and i was having fun i was taking the forerunner through it, I mean, and it's it's a road. It's just a little gravel road, but it's a natural water crossing. And I was seeing how hard I can hit that water. And I had gone through it, turned around, went back through it, went back up this hill, went to turn around, came back down the hill as fast as I, you know, just pedal to the metal, hit the puddle. And Jeff is videoing and I stopped. And he goes, you're about to fucking get in trouble. You're about to get pulled over because there's this cop that's pulling up behind me and it was freaking Josh giving me shit because he realized who I was. <laughs> and I was, I mean, just thank God it was him, but yes, So that's how our, our little friendship the, started. But
0: And the takeaway from all that is is that nobody's immune from doing it. I think no. it's like a kid thing in us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The difference in doing it on a pavement or concrete area is i don't think you're really you know contributing to a deeper rutted out trail system right when you do that out on the trails that's my point is you you make these holes so deep that somebody comes along and instead of going through it but wants to continue the trail they make a new trail around it Mm -hmm. which is what we don't want them to do right and then what happens when we come through there is we come through there and we know we can't traverse that big, huge hole. Mm-hmm. And so we see that bypass that somebody's made and we take it too. Right. We do. We do. So we're. The, the one out of Goose it.
1: Island, that big mud puddle that never dries.
0: Perfect example.
1: I never drive through it. I have seen people plow through it. I know that it's you know it's deeper than it looks. I don't know it's you know in the mud. I don't know what type of rocks or anything like that are in there. I know exactly how deep it is. So there's that that pull off now, and it, that little pull off area just keeps getting a little bit wider and a little bit wider because now that is starting to rut out and get deeper and hold more mud. So people are just continuing to go around.
0: Yeah, I I also think that it would be beneficial if the Forest Service or groups could go Mm -hmm. out and at some of these areas uh, work with the Forest Service to either one, drain off these big mud holes Mm -hmm. or backfill them if they can. I I mean, I don't know what the solution is and I'm just spitballing at that. But Jeff's
1: over here popping off saying he's going to buy an overlanding uh, skid steer. (laughs) Yeah, but what I'm
0: trying to say is that In lieu of one shutting down a trail, or two, somebody making a new trail, Mm -hmm. why don't we fix what's there first, if we if it's if it's possible? And I don't want to bash on the side by side guys because there's none of them here at the very this very moment. Um, but I will say that I have seen firsthand a few times uh, some of the things that they've done, like just take off through the the woods. Uh, I mean, just literally through the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a bad deal. I think that's one of those things that just um, yeah. Anyway. I agree.
1: And Cindy just put it best uh, or the local ranger said the squeaky wheel gets the grease or gets the grease. So we all need to sit and get together and make noise and get yeah. more of the events. You know, Steve's over it's talked about the nftr foundation yeah. you know it's worked with the florida uh forest area and they're doing cleanups and you know, you know but he's also making comment that's true they're shutting down the trails and they're cleaning they're wiping out that forest area completely to build houses to build shopping centers if you're in oklahoma you know they're building doctor's offices on every freaking corner it's you know so
0: Cause, that's because we're all unhealthy. Um,
1: that's not the point.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother show. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, you're absolutely right, and and but all this stuff ends up carrying over into the social media side of thing, which I, I really want to make sure that I kind of drive that home. Is that it's easy for somebody, you, me, whoever. Mm-hmm. get into social media and start pointing our fingers but in some shape form or fashion we've probably not blatantly done some of those things but we've probably uh been part of it or either did did it you know and not consciously knew it i wish that we could see you know the debate goes this way if you're an influencer and somebody pays to get on your Patreon or whatever your page is, or however, to get the files for all mm-hmm. the trails and your campgrounds, your camping spots, and all that. Does that really lead to um, getting these places shut down? And I think you're gonna you're gonna have people on both sides of that fence, and you're gonna have this people who are gonna say, yes, mm-hmm. that's what gets our stuff shut down. Then you're going to have other people over here, primarily your influencers, but you'll still have other people that go, no, that doesn't. Right. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it contributes to it, but it's not the entire, the the sole reason. But in these social media posts and in these groups, it's easy for these people just to point that finger at the social, at the influencer and say, it's your fault. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think it's their fault. I think that they contributed to it, but I also think that idiot that's pointing his finger probably contributed to it as
1: well. Well, it's just like what we talked about with the sugar loop. Years, year and a half ago, two years ago, that wasn't a trail that people really knew about.
0: No, not Somebody, at posted,
1: all. somebody went on social media and talked about, you know, they're hitting this trail system and mm-hmm. it goes through the sugar loop and it's a cool little feature that's in oklahoma because there's not a lot of those but you know it's kind of like a little canyon and you're covered you're surrounded by the red dirt walls and it's it's fun it's unique and but so people want to start going to see it because they want to experience it you just need to remember if you're going to experience those things leave it as you found it leave it better you know leave it make your footprint small
0: i i wish that I wish that that happened a lot more often, but yeah, that's a great Mm -hmm. example. The Sugar Sugar Loop Trail is a Mm -hmm. really good example. That was probably on virtually nobody's radar a short time ago, and now here we are. As a matter of fact, I I won't say every day, but I'm going to say at least weekly, Mm -hmm. I see somebody posting about going and doing, doing that trail or wanting to do it, and I think that leads to... You know, again, Oklahoma is not really well known for their trail systems, right? Right. And so, you have a lot of people down that area near Oklahoma City that don't have anywhere to go, but they enjoy getting out and wanting to do something, and they find this as a, a as a a way to get out. Right. And it's all they have, and so then it just becomes overrun. What does Cindy say about influencers? The problem with influencers is that a lot of people want their adventure spoon-fed to them and don't want to explore on their own so that the published trails get the heaviest use. Man,
1: that's yeah. profound. Yeah. Cindy hit it right on the head. And, you know, it you is. keep saying that people point their fingers. People are, you know, people are pointing their fingers at you. They're pointing their fingers at me. Um, I was always grown. I was always taught by my mom, you know, don't point your finger at somebody because you've got three more pointing back at you. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's the truth. You've got to sit there and think about, you know, if I'm going to point my fingers at you for saying that like, you're not doing this, well, am I doing it too, or yeah. you know, or is it something that I can teach you?
0: Yeah, no, I, you know, I can recall, and this isn't something that just started, folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you all that are out there listening or watching, it seems like it's starting to become more people are getting a little more aggressive maybe about it. And I don't say aggressive in the meaning of physically. I mean, just verbally aggressive that it's becoming a much more heated topic in social media than it has been in the past. You had spurts. Somebody would post a picture and then somebody would say, you know, make an off the cuff comment. Hmm. And then you know the whole thing would start, and and I I remember these very well. I mean, three four years ago it was you know groups of people that were camping and parking right on the edge of the riverbank, not back what is it a hundred feet or something like that. They I forgot what it is. See, there's another example. I don't even remember what it is. Um, and then you had you know some of them that were you know taking people on trail rides, and then there was the whole well you're taking people on you're guiding people do you have a permit and then that became a big issue and then it was dude why did you cut the tree down you know uh, on the trail and things I mean they're just look unless you're willing to go out and try to do something to fix some of this stuff shut up what's Cindy say
1: one of my goals with Northology is to help people learn to explore on their own where to find MVUMs and what tread lightly principles are, how to find campsites, routes, and make their own their adventures, their own adventures, which is perfect.
0: Yeah, except for the tread Stop. lightly part. Stop. Look. Stop it. Leave no trace. Blue ribbon coalition. That's where it's at. Cindy and I'll have the to. The principles
1: are still the same.
0: It's how paid. the they company are.
1: runs is different and we're not going uh, down that road
0: fair that's fair michael's They're, in the house
1: What's going on mike say their concepts are all the same you know what what we've been lecturing and talking about all night look,
0: look what michael just said as a good group grows so will the bad ones agreed that's fair mm-hmm. It's right. that's, that's agreed yeah and I think that's one of the things that you see now on social media is you have uh, these little clicks. And when I started the show tonight, I was talking about the community and clicks and they're there. there. Now Now you have the clicks and the social media side of things, you know, out on these trails. But we got to do something because um, – It's hard to even understand in the groups when you see this. the heated debates that go on in social media. It's very challenging Mm -hmm. to really know who's right or wrong without taking a moment to do your own research. And then what happens in the groups is somebody has an emotional connection to somebody that said something. Mm -hmm. Whether they're right or wrong, it doesn't matter. Right. And all of a sudden you've jumped on and you're part of that pack of the dogs Mm -hmm. and you start. And that's, I mean, there's none of us that are not guilty of that. We've all done it. Yeah. It's an emotional thing that you do. But do your research before you go slamming somebody in a group. Do your research before you go posting that it's somebody else's fault. And they're the reason that. The trails are getting shut down because I think deep down inside you'll find that it's collectively everybody.
1: It is. We can so. all do little they you know they teach the kids and what we tell the kids. Yeah. You know, every little bit helps. You're you're gonna spread the more people that do it, the more you know that you're gonna influence other people to do it. You know, you have a bad experience somewhere you're more apt to tell people about your bad experience than you are about your good experience um that's so same thing there you're going to sit here and you're going to talk about what this person did this and they you know they trash this trailer i saw them throwing away trash you know just throwing their stuff out on the side of the road well other people are going to hear it and they're going to think it's okay and it's going to continue to go and we don't want that we want to see the opposite where people are picking it up and helping put things back
0: yeah yeah it is and with that being said we are coming up on the top of the hour so we've done almost an hour yeah and i'm grateful to everybody who joined in watched or listened um, we will take this and turn it into our podcast, and it'll be posted so you can download the podcast and listen to it. We'd appreciate it if you shared it with some of your friends or you went on to the, some of the podcast platforms um, or wherever and left us a good review. We'd appreciate that. And uh, well, we got a few more comments coming in here. Let's see. Open all the roads to all the places, even the old forgotten roads.
1: Great. I like it.
0: I do. The more, the you, more know. you know. <laughs> yeah, remember those? They don't do those on TV anymore, do they?
1: No. no remember they how don't. they
0: used to do those? The more you know? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think that became a political thing because it didn't align with certain media. Anyway, that's another show too right there. And
1: say, we didn't even talk about the other topic that I had brought to the table. So we, we,
0: we, we didn't. And it was a valid topic. And I think mm-hmm. what we should do is... Maybe um, next week we'll continue this discussion a little bit further. Um, I'm going to get some examples together, or at least I'm going to attempt to get some good examples. I'm going to share these examples. I don't want people to go forming opinion opinions one way or the other against what I'm going to show you or, or what I'm going to – yeah. But Ashley does uh, – she received a message from one of our mutual uh, friends. Mm-hmm and um
1: so everybody think about this for next week's show yeah to um put your put your opinions out there when it comes to carrying your gear on your vehicle how you think it affects your vehicle how you know it affects the tipping radius uh when you're on the trails heck fuel everything just how you drive your car the more that you put on your vehicle the higher your car, your vehicle goes up when you're putting things on the roof. Um, think about those things. I'd like to see everybody's perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to know, you know, what people think about it. I, I, I have like many opinions mm-hmm. of, of differences, but absolutely, I think it's something that's worthy of a discussion. Uh Chad, I will call you as soon as we hang up and we're you're done. in trouble
1: that you have to call him after this.
0: No, we, we're gonna talk about
1: pew pew's oh.
0: <laughs> but um uh and then Cindy the transcript transcript will be available. It's all the transcripts are always on uh if you go to um, the overland podcast network and see the overland radio show there. All of our shows that are broadcast live, we turn them into podcasts. Each one of those episodes will have a transcript, uh, have show notes, uh, show quotes. So AI, this is all AI driven. I, I've Y'all got him thing.
1: started on this again. Yeah, AI. So
0: it's, all, it's all AI driven. I've built this whole thing. It'll extrapolate everything out. So go click on any of the shows. There'll be this particular one. It'll take me about two days, but we'll get it there for you, Cindy. And we appreciate everybody jumping in and um, listening. Go find us awesome.
1: on Apple, on Apple podcast. Go do those reviews. I've at least yeah. rated myself stars, but I'm not going to do a review on myself. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I draw the line there. I'll always do the stars.
0: <laughs> we, we if for those of you don't know, we got axed off of um, – podcast because somebody complained. Um I don't know all the I just got a, I, I just know that somebody complained we were removed and we were immediately put back on once I realized it and and sent in a rebuttal but we lost all of our ratings. <laughs> so anyway, um thanks again to everybody. Hope y'all have a good night, Ashley. Yes. I will thanks guys. We'll see you next week. week.